preach this sermon, so uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that this morning. We are, uh, we are in Advent. For those of you who don't know, Advent is a four-week uh, time of preparation, of longing, of waiting uh, for Christmas. We, we build up to the Christmas season. We don't just jump in. And uh, too often the, the world kind of just wants to jump ahead, wants to bypass any of the darkness in order to get to the light too quickly. And the church calendar forces us to sit there, to sit in the darkness where things stink sometimes and they aren't always great and tragedy strikes and pain uh, comes and, and so this is a season where we get to say, God, I'm waiting on you. I, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's coming. Uh, I'm hopeful about it and I'm trying to find some peace and joy and love in the midst of it, but I'm waiting on you. And I need you to show up the way that Jesus did before. I want you to do so again. So we are smack dab in the middle of Advent now. This is week number two. And we're being kind of refined in this waiting process. So last week I talked about hope. This morning uh, I want to talk about peace. I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit more peace in my life. Maybe maybe I'm preaching to the choir there. But uh, I could use a little more peace in my life. I mean, everywhere you look, it's anti-peace, right? You flip open the newspaper, you turn on the TV, you you go to social media, everywhere we look, it's anti-peace. It's war and terrorism and tear gas and school shootings and shot-up synagogues and dead journalists and political fighting and, and, and. Uh, There's disunity and fear and anger and violence and bloodshed everywhere, everywhere, anti-peace everywhere. And then there's my own life, which maybe I was just kind of hyper aware of the lack of peace that I have in my own life because I was about to preach a sermon about peace. But man, try preaching a sermon about, pre- about peace and not have it preached to you for like the, the coming weeks uh, leading up to that. Uh, it's, been, it's been crazy uh, how much non-peace I've noticed in my life over the last two or three weeks as I've been kind of gearing up for this sermon. God's been working on me like crazy. Over and over again, these situations will come up, uh, and I will react in a certain way, and then it's, oh man, i got to preach a sermon about peace, and here I am living a non-peaceful life. Uh, there's been a few times in the last couple weeks where my kids have just driven me crazy, like worse than usual, like just driving me up the wall. I don't know if we just got a little too much of each other on vacation for a week or whatever, but like there's just been a couple times where like I can barely, I can barely handle it. Like I got to walk away right now and, and try to find some sort of semblance uh, of peace. My, I can feel my blood pressure rising and my patience is thinning and I just don't handle it well. And, and, and I'm, suddenly I'm yelling and I'm whining and I'm throwing a tantrum just like the kids that I'm frustrated with uh, are, are doing. It's, it's not a very peaceful existence. Uh, or other things that have arisen. Like, for example, I was at Costco this week, which Costco's often an unpeaceful uh, place to, to hang out. But uh, uh, 
lots of you probably uh, that shop at Costco, you, you, we get rewards, right? There's these rewards that build up. We have a Costco credit card here at the church as well. So we have these rewards that are built up over the year, and uh, they actually expire here in December, at the end of December, at the end of the year. So I knew I, I have to use up these rewards. So I'd kind of planned, I'd, I'd made a, a shopping list for the church of things that we needed. I'd gone to Costco. I had my, my kind of reward certificate in hand, and, and so I go to Costco, I got my list, the cart is full. I mean, I have to spend, you know, a hundred and some dollars, it's full of paper towels and toilet paper and Kleenex and all this kind of stuff that we kind of need for the church. The cart is packed to the gills. I get up to the register, put everything on uh, that needs to go onto the conveyor belt, they ring everything through, they give me my total, I hand them the reward certificate, and they say... I don't know, it's not working for some reason. What the heck? What are you talking? I just spent 45 minutes shopping for all this stuff and suddenly it's not working. They say, you have to go to customer service. So I leave the cart kind of there. I'm going to go get it once I, obviously, this is going to get resolved, right? Uh, so I go to customer service. I'm trying to resolve this. And they say, well, this isn't the most recent certificate. You need the most recent one that we sent you. And I say, well, you can see it on the computer, right, that there is a more recent one. Can you just let me use that one? And they say, no. You need to go home to your printer and print it out. And, and I just, I storm out of there. I didn't, give, I didn't give them a piece of my mind, so you can be proud of your pastor for that. But, oh, my goodness, like steam must have been shooting out my ears. I've just wasted an hour of my life, and I know i got to go back and do it again at some point. I am fuming mad, and as I'm storming out to my car in the parking lot, I think, oh yeah, I'm preaching about peace here in about four days. Uh, It's just how, I'm just surprised at how unpeaceful my life can too often be. So again, I don't know about you, but I could use a little more peace in my life. Uh, These situations arise, and I'm just, I'm hyper aware uh, of how unpeaceful I can be. Now, peace, like hope was for us last week, it is a really beautiful, complicated, layered kind of idea in Scripture. And it comes from this really beautiful, complicated, layered word. There's a word that, come, that, that is used for peace uh, throughout the Old Testament, a Hebrew word that you probably all know well, the word shalom. Right? It's a familiar word to us. We know that the Hebrew word for peace is shalom, but maybe it's not the most familiar idea for us. Uh, some of you maybe know, but, but let, let me unpack it just a little bit. Shalom isn't just the absence of conflict. That, that's not the kind of peace that we're talking about. That's part of it. That, it. It is that sort of peace, but it's so much more. Shalom more literally means complete or whole. To have shalom, to have a kind of biblical peace, is to have a completeness, a wholeness about our life. Uh, With the idea being that the peace of God means that everything is in its place. I mean, picture building a wall up and brick after brick after brick is being built upon each other. Uh, But imagine if you started pulling bricks out. That's a lack of shalom. Everything is going to crumble around. But when we have shalom, every piece is in order, and it builds up this beautiful thing that's strong and, and...
can hold us. It, it can hold its own weight. Everything is in its place. That our entire lives are completely and wholly in sync with the way that God originally intended them to be. Nothing's out of place. Nothing's askew. Everything is, is in tune with, with the, the chord that God is playing throughout the course of history. We are completely and wholly healthy, body, mind, and spirit. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing missing. We have found our complete wholeness in God. That's what we're talking about when we talk about shalom. So, of course, that sort of peace would mean a lack of conflict, right? Whether we're talking global war kind of conflict uh, or we're talking uh, about a interpersonal conflict, of course, that sort of peace, that sort of wholeness, completion, kind of shalom would look like a lack of conflict, an end to violence, a unity with others, no more guns and bombs and drones. But it would uh, it would mean it would also mean no more stress, no more anxiety, no more chaos. It, it would mean a rhythm of life that is in step with God where we are walking with God, we are in sync with what God is up to. It would look like an absence of fear, an untroubled mind, a completely healthy life. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the shalom of God, the peace of God. And that is the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring. That's the kind of peace we're talking about in the Gospels when we read the Christmas story. The, the first thing that God, Jesus, and their messengers so often say when they show up in Scripture is a message about peace. It, it comes out in various ways. Often in the Christmas story, it's don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid. Over and over again. Or, or throughout the Gospels, it's peace be with you. Because generally speaking, we don't normally exist in a state of peace. Uh, it's not our first uh, kind of posture, our first position uh, is, is of peace. Instead, uh, often we exist in a state of fear, of worry, of busyness, of anger. I mean, think about the words that get spoken in the Christmas story. There's Matthew chapter 1. The angel comes to Joseph and essentially tells Joseph, don't be afraid to marry Mary. Don't be afraid to take this wife uh, th- this woman as your own. He's freaked out, and he's ready to cut bait on the whole operation. He's ready to just ditch her, and he's not, he's not going to do it in an evil way. We talked about that last year in the Advent season. Joseph is an honorable and a good man, and he's going he's gonna to cut bait in the most healthy way possible, but he's about to leave. He's freaked out, and he's not in it for the long haul, and so the angel has to come and say, uh, I want you to be at peace. Don't be afraid. Uh, don't run. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Uh, the first thing that he needs to hear is don't be afraid. Peace be with you. Or in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1, the angel comes to Mary and tells her, don't be afraid. God is with you. God is on your side. He, he's going to be there with you because undoubtedly, She is feeling the anxiety of being alone and young and exposed and at risk. Everything is about to change for her and not for the good, right? You don't want to be a single mom in a first century Judeo-Christian, Jewish world, right? That that would be the worst. You're just, you're left uh, in in the cold. Uh, And so uh, she's probably scared out of her mind. And the angel comes and says, 
peace be with you. Don't be afraid. God is with you in this. She's not living with peace. She needs God's shalom. Uh, and, and so uh, that, that gets offered to her by the angel. And then there's Luke chapter 2. If you continue reading uh, in, in the book of Luke, uh, Jesus has already been born. Uh, and and uh, he is being presented in the temple uh, and when he gets to the temple, there's a couple people that meet him in the temple as a baby. And one of them is a, is a man named Simeon. And Simeon has been waiting for years for the Messiah to show up. He has been looking forward to the Messiah for years. And when he finally meets Jesus, he says this. He says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Sovereign Lord... Uh, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Basically, he's saying, now I can die in peace. He's been waiting. He's an old man. He's been gone for years and years, or he's been waiting for years and years, and now he finds peace in this baby. Just, just in being there in this baby's presence, he has experienced the shalom of God. The coming of Jesus has finally brought Simeon peace. He needed God's shalom, and now it's here. Everything about Jesus' birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection is the coming and bringing of peace, of shalom, the completeness and wholeness of all things. Things finally being made right. Everything about Jesus is peaceful. I mean, even think about the nature of Jesus' birth, right? Think about, think about the story of Jesus' birth. It's why we do a quiet, reflective, candle-lit, kind of slow, somber Christmas Eve service because the original story was peaceful as well. So we want to celebrate the original story in peace as well. Uh, the nativity story is so peaceful, right? The Messiah doesn't come with pomp and circumstance and fanfare. He doesn't come riding in, riding in victoriously, groomed to lead the rebellion against Rome. Uh, he doesn't come in the, into the big city, born to, to the wealthy and the powerful with a silver spoon in his mouth. Uh, he comes to a poor, unwed couple, in a good-for-nothing country town, in a barn with just animals and shepherds gathered round, in the quiet of the night with no fanfare but heaven and no grand announcement but a star. Uh, it's as peaceful as you can possibly get. And his visitors are peaceful as well that night. They come quietly and peacefully. He, he's visited by lowly shepherds, tending their flocks in obscurity, as pastoral and peaceful as you can possibly be. Uh, he's visited later in his life by magi, these wise men, these new age mystics, absorbed in the heavenly world, head in the clouds, up in the stars, and they refuse to be co-opted by Herod and used for violence. They protect Jesus and they promote peace. Everything in the whole story is a story of peace. And so if Marshall McLuhan, uh, philosopher Marshall McLuhan, is right, that the medium is the message, uh, the, that the way that we tell the story is as important as the content that we are telling in the story, then the fact that Jesus comes peacefully uh, is such a strong indicator of the kind of kingdom that he is going to bring. Jesus' birth is our first glimpse into what kind of king this will be and what kind of kingdom he will rule. And the thing that we see most clearly 
is that this will be a peaceful kingdom. This, he came in peace. He began in peace. Everything about his story, everything about his life is a life that is bringing peace. That is the kind of king that we worship, and that is the kind of kingdom that we are seeking to be a part of. It's quiet, not loud. It's small, not large. It is a backwards, counter-cultural, peaceable sort of kingdom. This is a kingdom where lions don't eat lambs. They lay with them. Weapons don't kill. They get turned into plows. Gifts aren't for collecting and hoarding, but they're for sharing. Revenge doesn't rule. Forgiveness does. This is a whole different kind of kingdom that is peaceful. And ultimately, this is a king in a kingdom that doesn't flex its muscle and take what it rightfully owns, but one that lays down its life for the sake of the world. Everything about Jesus is peaceful. And we get a glimpse of that kind of kingdom, that peaceable kingdom, right away in the Gospels with Jesus' unique birth story. So there's a few things that we could say about Jesus and peace. There's a few things I want to say. The first thing that we could say is that in a world of anger, violence, and abuse, Jesus shows up and refuses to submit to that way of being. He actually outs that way of acting as ultimately futile and weak. He does it then, and he does it again for us now. In a world that is so unpeaceful, full of anger and violence and abuse, Jesus shows up then, 2,000 years ago, and now, in, in 2018, uh, bringing a new, peaceful way and actually exposing anything else as being ultimately futile and weak. Herod's way of power and corruption and violence only produces darkness and death. The empire today, uh, any sort of empire, it only produces darkness and death. But Jesus has come to bring light and life. He's come to bring peace, completion, and wholeness through dismantling the worldly way of violence and revealing it to be severely lacking, incomplete, and imperfect. And anything that looks like the opposite of Jesus has to be thrown aside. It, ca- it has to be cast aside. So second thing that we could say about Jesus and peace is that in a season of stress, chaos, impatience, and worry, Jesus shows up as the Prince of Peace. And here we are in this time of life that is so stressful. I've already heard it from a, from a few of you this morning where you've talked about your crazy week that you've just had. And, and I've told you about, about some of mine as well. This is a crazy season. This is, it is such a busy season. Uh, there's anxiety and stress and worry and chaos. Life can be so chaotic, so stressful, so burdensome, so busy. It can be anything but peaceful. And especially in this season that is supposed to be about peace. Uh, Mandy and I, uh, we're in this season where I, I don't know about her, I won't speak for her, but I find parenting to be really, really stressful right now. Uh, Maybe more than ever. We have these strong-willed, opinionated kids, uh, and right now, that comes out as endless arguing and complaining about every decision that we make. I kid you not. It is the word but gets used about a thousand times a day in our house. Everything we say, our kids have something where 
they want, they want to do the opposite, or they want to think the opposite, or they want to disagree, or they want to bring a different stuffed animal all day long. It is stressful. It is complaining and whining and wanting to do something different uh, to the point where it's almost too much to take. I need more peace in my family. Uh, or man, those two tiny things can make such a mess of our home. Craft supplies everywhere, stuffed animals coming out of our ears, games and books and toys. The whole house is filled with their stuff nonstop. It's everywhere. I need more peace in my home. Uh, or geez, our schedule is nuts sometimes. Two schools and five jobs and countless activities and endless volunteer opportunities and trying to get some exercise and, and Christmas shopping and all on and on and on again. Just so busy. I need more peace in my life. And, and I know that we, I know that I'm no different than most. We all need God's shalom in our lives. We, the all-encompassing, complete, whole goodness of God coursing through our veins, ruling in our lives a more peaceful body, mind, and soul. We need it. We need God's peace. We all feel it. Uh, and and the, the beautiful thing is, he's come to bring it. He offers it in spades. Jesus offers up his shalom to us uh, in endless quantity. It is there for the taking. So let's grab hold of his easy, light, burdenless, stress-free, no-anxiety kind of peace that he's coming to bring into our lives. Let's, let's take hold of it. In this Advent season, let's welcome the Prince of Peace not just into our world, but into our lives and into our hearts. Yes, let's work toward a world. Uh, let, let's try to envision a world that doesn't have conflict, but let's also try to envision our lives not having conflict, not having stress, not having anxiety. Let's try to live into the peace that God has to bring. Now to wrap this up in the next couple minutes, uh, I would say this. Peace is a blessing, but like all blessings, it's meant to be reciprocated and shared. So, so far we're mostly talking about us taking peace upon ourselves. We want the peace. We want to be more peaceful. We want, we want, we want. And that's good. I I think Jesus wants us to take hold of his peace. But peace is a blessing, but blessings are meant to be shared. They're meant to be absorbed and then given out. And peace is no different. We receive the Prince of Peace into our world, into our lives. We welcome God's shalom into our existence, and we get blessed and nourished by God's way of peace. But then the task is to share it. The task is to share that peace with the world. Maybe you could say it this way. You can't worship the Prince of Peace without being a presence of peace. You can't worship the Prince of Peace without being a presence of peace. The two must be connected. That's the way blessing works. The two must be connected. We can't walk in here on Sunday mornings to worship the Prince of Peace and then walk out as an agent of conflict and a bringer of chaos the rest of the week. That's just not the way it works. We have to work toward a more integrated way of living where we absorb God's peace and then we walk out to be a blessing of peace, a presence of peace to the world around us. To worship the Prince of Peace is to, uh, uh, to follow Jesus then, is to experience peace and to be transformed by peace, but then to be a person of peace 
in our community, and our world. To worship the Prince of Peace is to stand up against war and violence and bullying and abuse and misogyny and racism and bigotry. It's to look for all the ways in our world where we see a lack of peace and to be agents of peace, to be a a person of of peace in that situation and to seek to bring peace to all of these unpeaceful examples. To worship the Prince of Peace is to be heartbroken by the unending spree of mass shootings and committed to seeing real peaceful change. To worship the Prince of Peace is to be outraged by synagogue shootings and school shootings and smart bombs and drone strikes and chemical warfare. Uh, that, this is a new peaceable kingdom. Uh, And we are responsible for helping to bring it into existence. So wherever we see a lack of peace, we work toward peace. We seek to bring it. Uh, And then personally, individually, as a family, as a church, uh, to follow Jesus is also to promote a stress-free, worry-free, anxiety-free, easy yoke, light burden kind of world. Uh, once, Once we start to experience that, then the goal is to share that. Man, I've experienced the Prince of Peace. I've seen God's peace at work in my life. It's working on me. It's digging into me. It's convicting me in my moments of, of, of unpeacefulness. And now I want to be a blessing of peace. I want to be a, a presence of peace to the world around us. We, we certainly must cultivate the spirit of peace within ourselves. But we also have the task, the responsibility, the opportunity to help foster this peaceful spirit in others. How can I bring peace wherever I go? Who in your life is stressed and overburdened this season that you could help? Man, who, who do you know that's in your world where I know that they're struggling? I know that they have their hands full. I, I know that they could use my help. I know that they're, they're stressed out and they're anxious and, and they're worried about, about all sorts of things. I know that they're just busy and maybe I could lend a hand for them. Whose kids could you watch so the parents could have a date night? Whose sidewalks could you shovel on your street where you know, man, that person, uh, they're, they're awfully busy. They got a million things to take care of on a snowy morning, uh, let, let alone having to shovel their, their, their walk. Or, and that person, they're, they're too old to, to be out there shoveling their walk. I'm going to do that on their behalf. Uh, whose life is hectic and busy and a freezer meal would be a godsend during this, this Christmas season? Or a million other examples of ways that you could be, bring peace in, in your world. What, what would it look like for you to inhabit God's peace and then have that pour out of you in a way that, that meets people in a place where you could be a blessing of peace for them? Who could use a little more peace this season and how could you be that peaceful presence? So this Advent season, where we welcome the Prince of Peace into the world anew, may this be the year where we finally absorb peace into all of who we are. May the shalom of Christ truly dwell within us and transform the way we live and move and have our being. May we find peace in our world of violence, war, bullying, and abuse. Shalom in our lives of busyness, stress, worry, and fear. And now, I want to close with a blessing that you may or may not have heard before. May the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. 
May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your peace. We need it. Uh, we feel it. We feel the crunch of this season. We've, we feel uh, the pressure surrounding us to get a million things done. Gifts to buy and cookies to bake and uh, parties to, to attend. And uh, we, we feel that crunch. And so even in the midst of our busyness, help us to sense your peace in a new and fresh way. Help us to put anxiety and worry behind us and to walk in the lightness of your way. And help us to be a presence of peace wherever we go throughout this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.